Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming up on the All Corn Football Radio Network on this Monday night, another edition of the Fred McNair Radio Show. Two days after a big win for the Braves. They're 1-0 in the conference. A big win over Southern in front of a big crowd. We'll take your questions, comments, tweets, and text. We'll have the SWAC report, and we'll talk with Mike Haywood, the head coach of Texas Southern in his second season. We'll get his thoughts on the Friday night game between Alcorn and TSU. The Fred McNair Show will start in 30 seconds. A wise man once said, you can kill a man, but you can't kill an idea. What he meant was that knowledge is eternal. It's a lesson learned, a goal achieved, and it can be passed on from generation to generation just like it is every day at Alcorn. Both knowledge and the character it takes to use it wisely. Alcorn, where knowledge and character matter. Live from the beautiful campus of Alcorn State University, you are listening to the Brave Sports Network. Coming up, it's the Fred McNair Radio Show. Fresh off a big win, the conference opening win over Southern University. A slow start for the Braves, but boy, did they turn it on in the second half. We'll have all the highlights from Jack Spinks Moreno Castle Stadium on the 25th anniversary of the opening of that great facility. We'll be taking your phone calls at 601-877-6595. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. You can also text a question, area code 601 300 31-24. Also on tonight's program, we'll give you the scores from around the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and we'll talk about Texas Southern. We'll hear from their head coach in his second season, Mike Haywood. His team lost to Alabama A&M 30-13 on Saturday. The Fred McNair Radio Show will start in two minutes. This is the Brave Sports Network. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. Hey kids, are you a member of the Braves Kids Club? If not, you should ask your parents to sign you up next year. The Kids Club is designed to give youngsters ages 7 through 12 a unique opportunity to be part of the team and excitement of Braves Athletics. Thanks to our sponsors, Follett, Higher Education Group, and the Alcorn State University Foundation. This year's Kids Club has 70 members. 
For more information on how your child can join the Braves Kids Club for 2018, contact Larry Smith at lsmith at allcorn.edu. Or you can give him a call at 601-877-2470. So if you want to join the Braves Kids Club for 2018, give Larry Smith a call at 601-877-2470. Or send him an email, lsmith at allcorn.edu. And welcome back. We are live here on the beautiful campus of Alcorn State University, Lorman, Mississippi, 39096, area code 601, in case you didn't know. (laughs) Braves football over the weekend against Southern University. Great crowd, tremendous crowd. Pretty good football game, and the Braves had to grind this one out. It's two halves of football. That's why it's four quarters. That's why they're two halves, and that's why you make adjustments. And that's what it was all about as the Braves got it done on Saturday Winning by the final of 48-31. to 31. We'll have all the highlights. I'm Charles Edmond with our producer, Jamario Brooks, in Studio A. We're in Studio B. Head coach Fred McNair to my left. And we say good evening and congratulations, Coach McNair. Yeah, thank you, Charles. Good evening to you too, sir. Well, this was a grinder, and it just shows you when you think you know, you don't know. The talk this time last week, oh, will Austin Howard play? He's hurt. Dawson Odom said they're prepared for him not to play. He said... In the teleconference, he looked pretty good Wednesday and Thursday through his progressions, and he was ready to go. And I'll tell you what, he gave us fits, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, uh, Austin Howard, he's a great quarterback, Charles, and um, my hat's off to him and hope he's fully recovered uh, from his injury. And, you know, he did a great job against us and uh, kind of did some things that um, kind of unexpected, you know, with him coming in and, um, and playing the way he did. Um, but we finally got a chance to get him rattled there and, Got a chance to make him throw some balls away that he he, he was looking downfield for. Um, quite sure he was prepared for that, but all in all, I thought he did a great job of coming in and, and playing the way he did um, on Saturday. Twenty three thousand seven thirty eight the attendance at Jack Spinks Marino Casim Stadium as they celebrated the twenty fifth anniversary of the opening of Spinks Casim Stadium. hadn't hadn't missed a home game yet. And I tell you what, it's been some great memories in that stadium. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, Coach. But let's get down to business. Let's get down to the highlights. So when you uh, look at this game, Austin Howard got the start at quarterback. And you look at Austin Howard, what he was able to do. The Braves won the toss, deferred to the second half, first down and 10 from our own 35-yard line, got to the Braves' 18-yard line, where Southern's Barajas attempted a 35-yard field goal. Snapback ball down. Kick is up. Plenty of leg, and the kick is good. So, Southern was able to move the football, Coach McNair, on that first drive. The Braves' defense held, and they settled for three. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's a bam, bam, don't break thing, Charles. And I think, you know, in the field of play, you know, a defense kind of – Kind of gave up some stuff there, but you know, we get down that red zone, Charlie. That's when they, that's when they really tighten down on things. And um, of course, you want that during the whole course of the field, um, tightening down like that. But I thought they did a great job of just holding them to a, to a field goal at that point. Austin Howard got injured on a two-yard run. Glendon McDaniel came in for one play, was sacked on that drive, so that stalled the drive there for the Jaguars. The Braves' first drive as they take over on the game's first play. Try to get something deep down the field early. Play action. He's rolling out to his right. They look back to his left, and it's going to lob it down the field, and this ball is intercepted. Picked off. They stayed at home. 
and the pass is picked off by Danny Johnson. Already has made his presence felt in this game. Southern's two best defensive players made an impact on this game. And Danny Johnson, footman rolled right, looked back to the left, and Danny Johnson was there. Yeah, he was. He did a great job of picking that ball off. You know, wide receiver, um, T.J. Johnson, you know, he, he ran the, a deeper route than we, we expected him to. Uh, if he brings across his face and get him turned, uh, we'll have the wheel right on the backside of it. But, you know, he took the route a little bit deeper than he expected and um, captured the eyes of uh, Danny Johnson. He was able to go up and make a big play on the ball. So the Jaguars first and 10 at their own 42. They got to the Braves' seven-yard line where it was second down and four. Play action for Howard. Quick hitter. Intercepted. And it's returned Solomon Muhammad. Hit Solomon Muhammad stays on his feet, being chased to the 50, 45, 40. Sheds a tackler. Solomon Muhammad goes out of bounds at the 25. No flags coming the other way. And Solomon Muhammad with a pick, almost a pick six. 71-yard interception return. That was a great job by Solomon just reading his keys and uh, being able to see the ball thrown and, and making a great catch and, uh, and also a great run uh, to get the ball on um, on the, end of the red zone on our behalf. And uh, the defense did a great job at that point. Uh, just like I said, they get out in the red zone. It's kind of stingy down in the red zone, Charles. And, um, uh, but he did a great job picking that ball off and, and returning it. So with the 71-yard interception return, the Braves were in business at Southern's 26 with 7-11 left in the first quarter. Drive stalled and had to settle for a 39-yard McCullough field goal. Snap back, ball now. Kick is up, and the kick is uh, good. He slams it through, and we have a 3-3 game. 3-3 game at that point. So as we fast forward to 29 seconds left in the first quarter, Southern starts at the Braves 28, and we had a three-yard pump by Corey McCullough on that situation here, Coach McNair, and that set the Jaguars up towards the end of the first quarter in a 3-3 ball game. So, you know, we had a chance to get seven in special teams. It was a tough punt there by McCullough. It was a 3-3 game as Southern was in business ending the first quarter going into the second. Yeah, it's kind of kind of, kind of caught me by surprise in the way Corey had been punting there in practice, and, and we normally do the same thing as a rugby punt, um, but he just kind of got his head up and and uh, just missed the ball a little bit there, Charles. He kind of got up a bad punt there. But, you know, he bounced back and did a great job in his kicking game. So that'll take us to our first break of the evening here on the Fred McNair Radio Show. Nine minutes after 6 o'clock, we'll take a break. We'll have the second quarter highlights coming up. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. A bunch of tweets, Mr. T, Andre Young, Barry Jones, Alexis Smith. Hey, the gang's all here. A lot to talk about. Of course, after Braves win, always a lot to talk about. So we'll get to that. And more coming up after this one-minute timeout on the Fred McNair Radio Show. The Alcorn State University School of Agriculture, Research, Extension, and Applied Sciences is a premier land-grant program that promotes excellence in the areas of teaching, research, and outreach activities delivered by cutting-edge technology to its students and the communities it serves through vibrant teaching, research, and outreach activities. The School of Areas empowers students and citizens educationally and socioeconomically to enrich the quality of life for themselves and their communities. For more information on our school and our services, visit us online at www.allcorn.edu front slash areas. Join WPRL 91.7 FM and WPRL.org for the 2017 edition of the High School Culture Show to air every Friday at 10 a.m. Hosted by Jay Miles, Gospel Music Director with Head Coaches James Harrington of the Jefferson County Tigers and Harry Brown of the Port Gibson Blue Waves. The coaches will be talking about the X's and O's of the upcoming 2017 football season. Don't miss it. 
All right, welcome back to the Fred McNair Radio Show on this Monday night. I'm Charles Eppin with our head coach, Fred McNair, as the Braves win their first conference game of the year, 48-31, to 31, digging into the highlights and the analysis and the paralysis at times <laughs> of a game like this, and that's, that's what we had. It was paralysis at time, but good analysis as we roll forward into quarter number two. So let's get into it. As we begin the second quarter, Southern second down and seven from the Braves, 25 to start the quarter. Edwards, a two-yard gain. It's made it third down and five from the Braves, 23. Howard looks, check down, wide open, 30, 25, 20, the edge inside the 10, inside the five, down the one at the goal line, touchdown, Jaguars. That was Ben out in the flat, 23 yards. Now, first big question, that same play out on the edge, Left or right, Hurtis was wide open on those edges. Talk about what didn't happen on those occasions. Well, the biggest thing is sometimes when you, when you when you get an injury and you, and you lose sight of uh, some of your players that that normally start in old position, Charles, and and then you put somebody new in that position that really don't know as much as as your starter. Uh, you kind of lost in the in the in the twist and all that kind of stuff, Charles. I think that would happen uh, out there in the flats, even the linebacker or the nickel uh, didn't cover the flats in that in that, in that case. So. Uh, we was able to miscue on that when they were able to score on that um, pass play. All right, so it was 10-3, to Jaguars, 14-21 left in the second quarter. The Braves go three and out on their next drive, and after a 51-yard Corey McCullough punt, Danny Johnson with a 42-yard punt return, so that set the Jaguars up there. Yeah, big return for them, and uh, I thought we did a, a outstanding job of trying to get it covered, but we left a little crease in there for him um, for him to make that big return on so that was a 42-yard punt return. The Jaguars had it first and 10 from the Braves, 24. Third down and five from the Braves, 19. Howard back to pass. Steps up. Check down. Catch 10. Five down to the goal line. So that made it first down as Jamar Washington with the catch. And all of a sudden it was first down and goal from a one. Ben's one-yard run. And the Jaguars... Coach McNair, 2.53 into the second quarter, had a two-touchdown lead. Yeah, he did. He did a great job of, of getting down the score. You know, we just have to just get ourselves together and uh, make sure we bounce back from that that, uh, that two-touchdown uh, deficit there, Charles, and, uh, and just play football, you know. One thing that we've done, every time a team has done something to us, we seem to find a way to respond. And on the Braves' next drive, they're on 24-yard line with 12.02 left. In the first half, the Norris Footman with an 11-yard run to the Jaguars' 35-yard line. And here's Delance Turner straight up the middle. Here's Delance Turner to the 50, to the 45, being chased from behind, 40-35, and goes out of bounds. And so that set it up right there with Delance Turner's big run. So first down and 10 from Southern's 35-yard line. Then it was third down and 13 as we were behind the chains. Footman back to pass, pressured up the middle, good block. We'll check down high, caught the Lance Turner to the 10, to the 5, Turner, score! Boy, the Lance Turner made some nice catches in space, and Jaguars struggled to bring him down all night. Yeah, he's a, he's a tough round of charge, even in the running game, and, and even when he catches the ball out of the backfield, he, he's always tough to bring down, and he's a strong uh, player, you know, you and you kind of look at him the way he practices. That's the way he plays in the game, uh, the way he practices. He's, he's very physical. And so um, he was able to get, make that catch and score for us. So that was a seven-play, 70-yard drive, a minute 23 time of possession. So it was 17 to 10. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And at that point, the next all-corn drive started at their own 25-yard line with nine and a half left in the first half. Uh, it was a big reception for by Menard. Menard, of course, he got hurt in the game, and we'll talk about that as well. We got an update on his injury. So Menard, an 18-yard reception to the Jaguars, 46. So as we pick up this highlight, it was second down and four from the Braves, 48. Power back to pass. Steps up. We'll check down again. Open catch, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, to the end zone. And it's a touchdown for the Jaguars. That was Dennis Craig, 48-yard touchdown reception. That's the same play. Basically the same play, Charles. You know, we, we like I said, we we got a guy hurt in that, uh, that position. We had somebody new there that, that don't play as much as the, the guy that started. So uh, we were not able to uh, get that cover right at that time. All right. So at that point, it was 24-10. to 10. So, I mean, hey, we're in for an entertaining ball game. That is for sure, 24-10 to 10. at that point. The Braves would respond as P.J. Simmons got into the act. And here on the stretch play here, Simmons. Simmons to the 25, Simmons to the 20, stays on his feet to the 10, and the 5 cuts in. Touchdown! So P.J. Simmons getting more involved, of course, and he made it a seven-point game at that point. He's a great runner, Charles. You get him outside the edges and then he turns it up there, Charles. He's a phenomenal runner. He's, he's kind of tough to bring down, too, you know, uh, I don't think one guy can just really just knock him off, and uh, he stays in bounds there and uh, make that score for us. So it's 24 to 17 with 5:54 left in the first half. Braves got the ball back yet again, first and ten, and the drive stalled, and Corey McCullough on for a field goal. Snapback ball now. Kick is up, and the kick is good. So it was 24 to 20 at that point. Fred McNair back and forth, back and forth. 24 to 20 at halftime. So we're down two scores, and we find a way to get 10 unanswered. Yeah, once we got going there, Charles, I think, you know, that slow start and just get kind of feel our way there. Uh, then I think we, you know, with the offensive line doing a good job that they did, uh, just open up those holes for Lance and P.J. Uh, and um, and getting us some running room for to score a touchdown there and, and being able to make that drive down and get to that, that extra field goal uh, right before halftime there, Charles, meant a lot, you know, going to halftime down just on the four points. 24 to 20 at the half. 16 minutes after 6 o'clock. Let's go to the phone lines. J.J. patiently waiting. Saw him at the game Saturday. Got a chance to speak to him for a moment or two. So let's say good evening to J.J. Hey, how y'all doing? Good evening. All right, J.J. Hey, um, Coach, I just want to say um, I'm just proud of y'all. You know, I came to watch the game. I got there probably around Friday-ish. And um, I was very impressed with the offensive, you know, play calling and how the offensive line played, especially in the second half. So, you know, kudos to, you know, Coach Kreiss and the whole offensive staff. I just wanted to say, um, 
you know, good luck next week and go Bernie. We appreciate that, JJ, man. We appreciate that a lot, man. All right, JJ, thank you very much for your call. We've got a text that's come in from Baton Rouge, a 225 area code. I have plenty, of course, an Alcorn, I'm an Alcorn supporter anyway. He says, I have plenty of friends, family, and colleagues around the Baton Rouge area. And after Saturday, they all want to know who is this number eight for Alcorn. We all know who number eight is, Coach McNair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll continue to see a whole lot of number eight uh, in the last tourney. Like I said, he's he's a phenomenal rider, and, you know, he always gives his credit was do his offensive line. And um, even in the press conference uh, on Saturday night, that's what he did. And, he, uh, he really commend old guys for the job that they've done, uh, giving him the creases to be able to run the way he did. Um, it's a lot of yardage right there just to be rushing, Charles, and, um, and they chewed it up for him. So um, they, they make the creases, and he did a great job of hitting and scoring for him. You can join the conversation, 601-877-6595. You can send a tweet, Tall Man Radio, or just like this uh, person did down in Baton Rouge, you can text a question at 601-300-3124. If you've missed some of this show, it will be posted on Facebook and Twitter, on my Facebook account, Charles Edmond, and on Twitter, Tall Man Radio, if you've missed some or all of this show. We'll take a one-minute break. Third quarter highlights as the Braves make a run and a charge. We'll get to it coming up in one minute on the Fred McNair Radio Show. If you haven't heard, Riverwalk's all-new Players Club is here. We believe you deserve the best casino loyalty program. So we're proud to introduce the all-new Riverwalk Rewards. Our players get more with exciting new benefits, more tiers, and more rewards than ever before. And now, Riverwalk is home to the area's first and only military rewards card. Our new honor card is our way of saying thank you to all of our active and retired military. Let's play at Riverwalk Casino Hotel. Must be 21 to gamble. At highway speeds, the average text takes your eyes off the road for about five seconds. That's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Stop texts, stoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. At WPRL 91.7 FM. You are tuned in to WPRL 91.7 FM, broadcasting from the campus of Alcorn State University. Braves fans, be sure to mark your calendars for this year's Celebration Bowl. The third annual event will once again match the SWAC and MEAC champs to be held on Saturday, December 16th at the brand-new Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. Tickets and official hotel info will be available soon. Visit the Celebration Bowl website at celebrationbowl.com for more information. All right, Coach, obvious question here two days after the fact. What was said or not said at halftime because it was a totally different team? No, I just basically charge, you know, I, I get the guys up and I just tell them, you know, you know, what we always talked about, you know, and just stand focused and um, finish the plays and, and keep fighting. And, um, you know, that was the biggest thing at halftime, Charles. And, and I didn't really need to give a big speech at halftime. And the guys knew what they was uh, capable of doing. And uh, they knew the kind of team they were playing in, in Southern. So, you know, my biggest thing was just try to get them back focused and, and playing all corn brand of football. And, um, you know, it wasn't a big, big fuss and wasn't a big um, uh, noise I made to them. And just those three words that I told them. Um, and I think that they, they kind of horned in on it and, and took it that way. And, and they went out and they, they stayed focused. They, they finished plays and, and they kept fighting. That's what it took. So, um you know, they kept doing that, Charles. That was the biggest thing at halftime, man. We just went in and, and just regrouped, made some adjustments, and came on out. And, and just like I said, we played all-corn brand of football. 
watching you talk to your team and listening to how you talk to your team after practice and different stuff, you're not really a big, long speech guy. I think to me, in my impression of you, it's all about business. People know what they have to do. Short, sweet, simple. You talk about the three F's. How about the three S's? Short, sweet, and simple. And it seems like your speeches to your team are just that. And that's the key, Charles. Just get to the main focus point, and that's the biggest thing. You just get down to what you have to say, and just instead of trying to go all the way around the world and to say one thing, just be blunt, and, and they understand it that way, you know. And the kids, and the, and the players, and and uh, you know, I'm not a. I told them that I'm not a really a big vocal uh, speaker, but you know, when I say things that they they really take it to heart, you know, and um, and they understand what we're trying to do as coaches uh, to get them to do everything the right thing the right way. Um, once it's said, it's said, and, and everything get done that way. So, um, you know, I think I commend my coaching staff the same way. You know, we speak one one mouth, um, you know, what one say, everybody say, and, that, and the kids kind of piggyback off that, you know, once things are said uh, from a coach standpoint. All right, so let's get to the third quarter highlights. The Braves began the third at their own 23-yard line. Got to their own 48, first and 10. From their 47-yard line, down by four. And here's DeLance Turner again in the open oh, field. Gone. Turner yeah, straight to the 30, <laughs> 20, 10, and he's going to score a touchdown. It was just so funny. Jake Miles with the, with the chuckle there. It was just so wide open. That was a 77-yard drive, and bam, we got the lead. Oh, yeah, Charles. Like I said, you know, they, they did a great job of um, opening the creases and uh, – the last he, he knows where they at. <laughs> when he when he see it, he gone. So uh, just kind of show you the kind of speed he got and the kind of the kind of heart they got. You know those guys making the holes for him and and being able to hit him the way he did. So Southern's next drive started at their own twenty. They went three it out. The Braves' next drive following that punt and Warford's eighteen yard return started at their own thirty seven with eleven fifty four left in the third. They got to Southern's eleven yard line where it was first down and ten. P.J. Simmons on the stretch play. Simmons to the 10, to the 5. He gets in. Touchdown. So that made it 34-24. to 24. Coach McNair, two touchdowns in the first 406 of the second half. Well, you know, the thing is, Charles, and we talk about it all the time, when you when you go out and execute it, the job is a whole lot easier when you do that. You know, uh, most of the time it, when we do it right and everybody doing their job, you know, that's what we always talk to them about, do your job. When all 11 men are doing their job, you know, it's, it's so, lot, so much easier. Uh, to score touchdowns that way. But, you know, I think everybody's doing their job coming out the second half. And, and like I said, just stand focused. So the Braves' next possession started at their own 48 with 8.41 left. Turner, a 20-yard run, and then a 21-yard run, got to the Jaguars' 16, where it was third down and eight from the Jaguars' 14. Footman rolling to his right, square out, caught, touchdown. Marquise Warford <laughs> with the catch. That looked easy. I mean, was Warford looked surprised that it was so wide open. You just turned around and caught it. I tell you what, sometimes speed is, is, is the difference of everything. You know, you start putting Marquise on people when they start to back up. It makes it a lot easier. He breaks it right off uh, on our route, so uh, he was able to get open there and uh, football able to find him for that touchdown, Charles. So it was 41-24 with six and a half left in the third quarter. The Jaguars three and out. Braves in control of the game. Started at their own 25-yard line with 4.56 left in the third quarter. First down and 10, high snap, bobbled, and Southern's got it, and it's going to be a touchdown for the Jaguars. Bobbled snap picked up by the Jaguars, Aaron Tiller. So, Danny Johnson and Aaron Tiller, you talked about it in the pregame leading up to the game Saturday that those two were going to make a difference if we didn't do what we needed to do. And oh, they, 
Danny Johnson and Aaron Taylor both made a difference. Exactly right. You know, one makes an interception, one picks up a fumble and scores. So, you know, those all two swag players, first team all, all swag players that charge, they did a great job and um, was kind of concerned about those guys going into the game, like I said, you know, but, but the second half we was able to contain them a little bit and, you know, coming out of the second half, defense didn't give up no touchdowns and, and the only touchdown that was given up was the one that we fumbled on right there, Charles. So, you know, that's on offense and, um, we just got to do a better job of uh, getting the snap from the center and, um, and making a play, you know. That's the second botch snap. We had two of those in the game. Talk about that. Yeah, sometimes I think Mustafa get a little high to the right sometime, but, you know, normally foot get those, get those catches, and I think at that point he did take his eyes off of the ball uh, at that time and just looking at it, Charles, and, uh, you know, we just got to get better. I think that, you know, with a, with a real true freshman in the center uh, and like that Mustafa is and, and he's done a great job, you know, for us the whole year. So I hope he continue to do the job he's doing, getting the ball back there, you know. So um, we can we can kind of deal with those snaps like that, but we just got to do a better job as quarterback, is keeping our eyes on the ball uh, when it gets to his hands. So um, it wasn't a real bad snap, you know. Just took his eyes off of that thought. So it's forty-one to thirty-one at that point. We went three and out on the following drive, and Southern got the ball at their own twenty with two and a half left in the third quarter. They got to the Braves 12 on a third down and long, a pass over the head of Minardi, went down with a horrendous injury. And by the way, we can report, and Dawson Odom said this today, that it was a broken leg. Surgery was yesterday, and he was expected to uh, be transported back to Baton Rouge today. I think he went from Natchez to Zachary, from what he said in the uh, conference call today. So our thoughts and prayers are with, are with him. Cedric Tillman saw it. He said it, was, it looked pretty bad. You were out there as well. Uh, with all the medical personnel. Yeah, and I, I think he broke his both his tibia and his fibula charge, and I, I mean that's that's an injury that nobody wanted to wish upon nobody. You know, we kind of hated for that kid. You know, I think the kid had an opportunity of going to the next level. You know, um, and just keep praying for him and his family. You know, that he have a fully recover from it and um, and continue to do the things he want to do uh, in life with that at that standpoint, Charles. But it was a very severe injury that that gonna cost him the rest of this year. And uh, with that. With that incomplete pass, we blocked a field goal, and Dawson Odoms admitted that emotionally uh, the life went out of the balloon after that point. So it was 41-31 at the end of three. So Southern was driving, could have made it a one-score game, but our special teams came up big. Anytime you use a, lose a key player in such as that charge, and I, and I know that guy was a key player for Southern, and then, you know, all the air comes out of you sometimes. And, uh, you know, we was able to get that blocked field goal there and, and sustain that stop that drive there for him and um, and get the ball back. So it was 41-31 at the end of three. In the fourth quarter, the Braves put the game away late as the SWAC's offensive player of the week got it done yet again. Third down and three, and on the stretch play, here's P.J. Simmons. No, that's uh, Delance Turner. That's Turner. Yeah, to the 20, Turner. to the yeah. 10, and he scores. Yeah, that's the Turner. final nail on the coffin. <laughs> so we were looking to – milk the clock or run out the clock and we're able to get that touchdown there to put it away. That, that, that was a big score for that charge. You know, you, you know, you're looking at it now uh, at 48 to 31, you know, and, and pretty much you kind of saw it up after then. So, um, you know, we was able to sustain some drive, you know, in the fourth quarter to get first downs and run some time off the clock as well. So the Braves win 48 to 31. We'll have post-game reaction. Coming up after this one-minute timeout, bottom of the hour, a bunch of tweets to get to, so we'll talk about this one, break it down for you. We'll have the SWAC report. We'll hear from Coach Mike Haywood, the second-year head coach of Texas Southern. We'll get his thoughts 
on the Braves as we'll play Friday night at 8 o'clock at Compass Stadium. Back in one minute on the Fred McNair Radio Show. At Ceasefire, we had a bold new idea. Why pay for data you don't use? So we created Unlimited with Cashback. On months you use lots of data, Unlimited has you covered. Use less data and get cash back on your bill. That's like going to a free baseball game. A free movie. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're a free night of bowling. Get unlimited with cash back only at Ceasefire. Customer inspired. Switch today and get 50% off our hottest smartphones with trade-in. Details at Ceasefire.com. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies, like, like the storm. storm. When it kicked in, we had we a plan. Separated. We were able to get in touch with each other in no time. Idea how to find each other. The whole experience, experience was, fine. was the most frightening 10 hours of my life. If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there, it's to stay calm and keep to the plan. Message. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Visit BeReady.Iowa.gov. Brought to you by Ready Iowa, FEMA, and the Ad Council. Allcorn needs your support now more than ever. Show your Allcorn pride. Support our champions and scholars all year long through the Always Allcorn Annual Fund. Make your gift today. Help us continue fielding le- leaders for the future. Call 601-877-6296 or visit their website, allcorn.edu slash foundation. Bottom of the hour, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Brave Sports Network. You are tuned in to WPRL 91.7 FM, broadcasting from the campus of Allcorn State University. Big win for the Braves. They pull away in the second half, 48-31. to 31. Huge game for DeLance Turner, 272 yards rushing. Again, SWAC Offensive Player of the Weekend following the game. He spoke with our Cedric Tillman. Man, what do you say about tonight? Man, just we had a bounce back from the last two weeks. You know, we started out slow the first half, but uh, the O-line realized they can just push them boys around. I just followed the blocks. Yeah, talk about that first half. It was kind of pretty tough there. It was kind of out of sync there, but uh, you guys finally got, got it rolling there. Yeah, we started out slow. We just found out we had a... Uh, Go into the game plan a little bit, find out what could work, what didn't work, and then we found out what did work, the inside zone. Okay, just talk about that. all of that in the second half. You guys were able to start getting a roll in there. Just talk about some of the things maybe you guys saw on their defense. Uh, well, really, the O-line just got their confidence. They told me just follow them, follow them, keep following them. They're going to get me to the promised land. It's all the O-line. Okay, we appreciate it. All right, y'all. All right, Cedric, thank you very much. As Delance Turner... 21 carries, 272 yards. He was a beast all night long, especially in the second half. But I want to look at the other side of it, too. Lenore's footman, I mean, we scored 48 points. And Lenore's footman, quarterback, 6 of 15 for 56 yards. 
Was it tough sledding for him, or did Southern's defense have him pegged? Oh, not really charged. I mean, we saw our running game was their charge, and that's one thing that we do a great job of, of really identifying the things that we can do uh, during the course of each game. You know, if, if we have to pass, we will, but um, their, their secondary didn't, didn't, uh, didn't scare us from throwing the ball. Uh, we saw fit that, that we could run the ball on them, and that's what we did. You know, every week, you know, you look at talking about a game plan, and every week it may be different, you know, and, and hopefully one week we'll put it all together, passing and throwing. So, Charles, we, we, we identify things we can do well, and we kind of stick to it. So, and I thought that's one thing that we did well. We ran the ball very well against a very good tough football team. It has been a tale of two games last week, zero yards rushing, Footman 400 yards passing this week, 383 yards rushing and just 56 yards passing. That's right, Charles. <laughs> you, you never know. You yeah. never know. Um, you play different defenses, and, and some of the things you can do schematically, you know, you, you have to make those decisions and do some of the things that um, you don't do. We, we, we love to do um, be kind of half and half, 50-50 with the run and pass, but, you know, when, when it's working, it's working. So uh, we'll stick with it and continue to do the things we're doing offensively um, to get the job done and come out with a win. Just talk about how, you know, our backs, it, maybe the Southern was just wearing down because there's a lot of arm tackling out there. I mean, I saw in the second half Jaguar players were there in position to make tackles and just the last turn ran around, ran through. P.J. Simmons doing the same thing. Well, you, you talk about the tempo of offense, it kind of gets you tired, Charles, and, and I think that's what we did, um, you know, coming out the second half was put a little tempo on them and, and got them a little worn down uh, from the first half and even the second quarter, I know. Um, we start tempo on a little bit and kind of get them out of sync there, Charles. And, and once they're out of that way, you know, you, you, they kind of run all over the place and, and really not putting themselves in a position to make tackles. Defensively, as you look at uh, the Jaguars, Austin Howard getting the start, played every play but one, 24-45 for 274, sacked twice, a couple of touchdowns. Talk about our defensive line and our defense able to rattle him, especially in the second half. I, I tell you, I can't really say enough about that defensive line and, and the, and, the, and the front seven that we have up there, Charles, the way they get out the quarterback, man, when when they determine to get that to him, man, they're going to do it. And, you know, uh, Solomon Muhammad did have a solid game, 13 tackles. Michael Brooks had one and a half sacks. Um, you know, Alvin Wilson and both uh, Brady Smith both had nine tackles. And uh, and, and I, I have to say this about this young man that, that came in and stepped in and, and played a tremendous ball game. LaShawn Ely had 10 tackles. Charles, he played every position in the secondary. You know, uh, when it come down to it, you know, you talk about the, the flats and the things that was going on in the flats. He stepped in and played that nickel. He played a dime. You know, he played safety. He played corner. So this young man had really grown up to age, Charles, and, and really understand the things that uh, Coach Thomas is really trying to get him to do uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So with, if you talk about a kid that comes in and do a job the way he did the second half and, and just don't do anything else but his job – uh, in those positions, it means a lot uh, the things that he can do. So the more he can do, I think it, it better the situation of that of that secondary. And he kind of be the leader back there in the secondary, him and uh, Brady Smith. So they're doing a great job in the secondary. And like I said, I really can't say uh, enough about that defensive front charge where they get up a quarterback. For Southern, Ben had 134 yards on 19 carries on a touchdown. He was a slippery customer Saturday. Yeah, he was, t- he was tough. He's a tough runner. You know, he's a tough runner. You know, out in space and – you know, I got to credit the, the offensive line. They did a great job on the pin and pull stuff. You know, those big guys get around that corner, man. Now they on defensive backs and stuff like that. It's kind of tough, you know, when they blocking down and, and pulling those big guys around and getting on those corners and safeties. It's kind of tough that way, Charles. But, you know, 
like I said, those guys, they, they, they bent, but they didn't break, Charles. And they did a great job of, of making all the adjustments in the second half and, and holding them guys down to no points uh, for defense. You know, uh, you know, offensively, we gave up that touchdown um, on the scoop and score by their defense. But, you know, otherwise, the defense played an outstanding game, I thought, of just holding those guys down to just 24 points. Penalties, we had nine of them. And we were the most penalized team going into Saturday in terms of number of penalties, 38 through three games, now 47 through four games. I'm sure it's the same old spiel in terms of trying to cut down on the penalties. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, Charles, you, you can't stop these guys from playing aggressive. And, and you know, you, you tend to do some things that that um out of character sometime. And, and, and I can talk about finishing plays and, and most of it that way when they're trying to finish a play and the whistle don't blow, you know. And, and that's the thing they get caught up in sometimes. But – but, you know, we're going to continue to grind these guys and, and make them still play tough and play hard. You know, uh, we, we, we hate to try to pull back from these guys in, in terms of penalty-wise. In, in, in the course of a game, some penalties do hurt. and um, But they know, uh, Charles, but, you know, they just got to just keep grinding and understanding the, the penalty part uh, to try to minimize those and, and cut those down a little bit and, and try and play a, almost a perfect ball game. You know, like I said, you can throw a flag on every play, Charles. Uh, but, you know, we, we just got to just cut down on some of the old mistakes we were having there. All right, we're going to take a break here. We'll get to the text, tweets, and phone calls 30, 37 minutes after the hour. We'll take a break. A lot of tweets have come in, so we'll get to those coming up. We'll get to our SWAC report, and we'll talk with Mike Haywood, the head coach of Texas Southern. We'll get his thoughts on the Braves, and Fred McNair will give us his thoughts on Texas Southern. All that coming up in one minute on the Fred McNair Radio Show. It's game day. You've got things to do. Tents to set up. Games to stream. Good morning, football fans. That's why C Spire invested in more towers for more power. More towers give you more streaming, more sharing, more cheering. We know what football means to you, so our network has you covered. At C Spire, we work for fans. C Spire, customer inspired. Get unlimited with cashback. Now four lines for just $40 each. Details at cspire.com. Ranger Station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. All right, welcome back. It's 38 minutes after the hour. Let's get to the tweets. And Alexis Smith, and this is something that happened uh, a couple of times. We're up against the play clock. Uh, what's going on with getting the plays in in a timely manner? So let's talk about that. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, we just trying to take our time and, and put ourselves in the best position to get a, get a good call in. Uh, nothing wrong with the play calling. Uh, nothing wrong with the play clock issue. Uh, we're just trying to make sure we get the best call for that defense. All right, and then in the secondary, another response, uh, fix the issue of DBs not looking back to defend the pass, call, being called for pass interference. Uh, we see it all around the world, Charles. You know, it's just it's things that happen that way. You know, I read a form, get pass interference, and give up six points, you know. So uh, we'll take that 15 yards, we'll move on and, and do all the things. It's not that we're not teaching. We're teaching the guys everything. But in the course of a game, it's going to happen. I'd rather for it to happen and give up the six points. You know, we'll be talking about them catching a long touchdown pass other than having a pass interference. Thankfully, college is not like the NFL where you get it <laughs> at and the contact. And you're, and you're exactly right, Charles. 
All right, Barry Jones, great team win on Saturday. Uh, the injuries and player recovery. We'll talk about that as we uh, roll along. Andre Young talked about the tight ends for Southern. Any thoughts of playing a 4-3 defense to get Muhammad, Farrell, and Wilson on the field together? <laughs> I think we're going to stick with our guns right now because, you know, you, you talk about, you know, you, you're playing there. It's a four-man front, of course, and, and basically what it is is 4-3 defense. We just got the nickel expanded out because of the type of offense that people are running now. You know, you can't you can't really put them all in the box that way. But, um, you know, I think we're doing a great job of what we're doing. Um, you know, everybody going to play us going to have a big tight end. Um, that's just the nature of it. You know, we just kind of just do the right things to, to make those calls and, and make that fit that fit that call to offense. Joshua Davis on the Twitter feed. It's great to be in the win column. Uh, he's talking about covering the flat and post patterns better. Just talk about defensively, and you talked about the job that he did playing all the positions. Diego Sama had a big hit early in the game. Uh, so just talk about those post patterns teams, you know, are going to do that seems like every week. Oh, everybody's going to throw deep ball, Charles. You know, that's just, that's just the nature of the ball game. Everybody's going to take shots downfield, you know, uh, just the way offense is designed. And, and, you know, just in the, on, on the defensive side, you know, just, just playing the right techniques and, and putting ourselves in position to make a play on it. That's the only thing. But everybody's going to throw deep balls. I mean, I mean, that's just the nature of the game. All right. Uh, we have another uh, tweet that has come in about the backup quarterbacks. Uh, getting some playing time. Of course, this game coming up, and we'll talk about it throughout the course of the week, this game with Texas Southern does not count in the SWAC 7. It doesn't count for us or for TSU. So it's just basically a regular game that doesn't count in the SWAC standings. Of course, it's another game to play. So the question, I guess, because it's not a game that counts per se, uh, will more players see more time in this particular game? I'm just going to say this, Charles. We're going to win a football game. Um, that's the way we look at it as a coaching staff. Um, if, if it presents itself, it will. But we're going to try to win a football game, Charles, and that's just the way um, I feel about it. That's just the way the coaching staff feel about it. Uh, at this time, we're going to win a football game. Yeah, and hey, I guess football, and I've heard football coaches say this, it's one of those games, if you go half speed, you're going to get hurt. You go full speed, there's always that chance to taking a chance, rolling the dice. I mean, Southern rolled the dice going into this game with Austin Howard, not 100%. You saw what he did. But, hey, big alumni base down there, going down there. You know, you want to go with every all guns blazing. And a win this past Saturday helped that cause. You know, from an injury standpoint, Charles, you know, you're only one player away anyway, you know. So it can happen any time, whether you're going full speed, whether you're going half speed, or, or whether you're going no speed. You can just be standing on the sideline and, and get hit, you know. So, um like I said, you know, we, we, we're not too much putting emphasis on uh, taking players out of the ball game and all that kind of stuff. We're going to win a football game uh, at Texas Southern, which is going to be tough because, you know, we got a quick turnaround. Um, we'll be getting out of here on Thursday morning and, and playing a Friday night ball game. Then we got to get back on the bus and get back home uh, that Saturday morning and get ready for another a short week against Alabama State. Yeah, two games in basically 10 days. That's exactly right, Charles. So we got a lot of work to do and – and we're going to try to keep this thing rolling and, and play football the way Alcorn Braves should play. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll be right back after this one-minute timeout. Of course, this was the 25th anniversary. It was a great celebration. Coach Kassam was always in the house. And, of course, a great turnout, 23,000-plus at Spinks Kassam Stadium. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back and get Coach McNair's thoughts on the 25th anniversary of the opening of Jack Spinks Marino Kassam Stadium. Back in one minute on the Fred McNair Radio Show. Hey kids, are you a member of the Braves Kids Club? 
If not, you should ask your parents to sign you up next year. The Kids Club is designed to give youngsters ages 7 through 12 a unique opportunity to be part of the team and excitement of Braves Athletics. Thanks to our sponsors, Follett, Higher Education Group, and the Alcorn State University Foundation. This year's Kids Club has 70 members. For more information on how your child can join the Braves Kids Club for 2018, contact Larry Smith at lsmith at allcorn.edu. Or you can give him a call at 601-877-2470. So if you want to join the Braves Kids Club for 2018, give Larry Smith a call at 601-877-2470. Or send him an email, lsmith at allcorn.edu. D-U. All right, welcome back to the Fred McNair Radio Show on this Monday night. Don't forget, Friday night, 8 o'clock from Compass Stadium, an 8 o'clock kickoff. And the game will be televised by ATT Net Sports. And I also believe that there's going to be an opportunity for fans who can't make it to Houston. They're going to show the game on the big video board here at Jack Spinks Marino Castle Stadium. Emmanuel Barnes was telling me about that. They're working out the details of that, but if everything flows correctly, fans will have a chance to come to the stadium and, and enjoy the game on the, on the big board. That'll be great, Charles. That'll be great, man. All right, let's talk about Jack Spinks Marino Castle Stadium, the 25th anniversary, the celebration. Just talk about that day and just, you know, your, your late brother Steve was just, terrific dynamite awesome i haven't missed an all-court game in 26 years i remember when the stadium opened i was there for that there for the celebration of course just talk about the memories walking that field each and every saturday yeah that's the biggest thing about it charge and you look back at it when when, when steve broke the nc2a record in, in uh total yards against uh, southern it was against southern yeah you know you look back at even when i when i was coming out of high school believe it or not marino castle recruited me when he was here at Alcorn back in 86. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to play for him because when I came in in 86, you know, he was going to Southern then. And so it just a lot of stuff ties into that. And, and just for it to be the 25th anniversary of the Marino Castle Stadium, it kind of fits hand in hand. We're playing Southern. He was down at Southern. Alcorn, this is his, this is his home yeah. and everything in, in the stadium, Charles. So it kind of fits in real well, man. And, and what a way to celebrate it, man, with a crowd – uh, that was displayed this past weekend, charge of of twenty three thousand plus. You know, you, I mean, it's unbelievable when when you have a a venue like that and, and you have a crowd to attend the games and and all the festivities going on. Which the coaches and the players don't get a chance to do it because we're getting ready for a game. But just to come in and uh, right during the game and see all these people in the stand and and uh, the Alcorn Alconites and and fans just coming to cheer you on and it's amazing, Josh. And I, I did get a chance to see some pictures of uh, of the uh, event and um, uh, during the course of uh, uh, halftime when they had it. And uh, but it was great, uh, Charles. And I saw even the pictures of Marino Castle on the field. And and I uh, got a chance to talk with him up in Houston um, during the uh, Spike Championship. And you know he even remember recruiting me, and he can tell you verbatim everything that he told everybody that that when I was coming to Alcorn, man, it's amazing. Uh, and I hope God continue to bless him and, and his family. Um, you know, got a chance to talk with his wife as well. And, and I just amazing, Charles, just the blessing that had been stored upon them. It was a good, uh, a great video montage 
uh, before the game and, and leading up to this, the, the official celebration, purple, gold, and white balloons all around. I mean, just the years of this stadium and so many memories. How many McNairs, Coach, have graced that field? It's amazing, Charles. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to graze that one, but I was I was over in Henderson Stadium. And, yeah. uh, you know, we had some great moments over there in Henderson Stadium too, Charles, as well, man. And, and you know, my br late brother Steve and Tim, they played – in that stadium right there, Marino Castle Stadium right there, Charles, and it was unreal uh, with the crowd that they had there then. So, you know, it's continuing to grow, and, and we just hope that everybody continue to come out and support the Alcorn State University Braves um, during the course of a East Athletic event. And, of course, I think we're going to have a bigger crowd the next home game. It's homecoming in Prairie View. They shut out Alabama State. They may be the hot team by the time we uh, get to homecoming. So, that uh, will be something that we'll be watching. As we get to the SWAC report, speaking of Preview, they beat Alabama State 34 to nothing. Uh, they had 127 yards of total offense, only seven first downs. Uh, talking about Bama State, it's tough slating over in Montgomery right now. And Coach Jenkins, it's, it's tough over there. And we'll be there next Thursday for a Thursday night game at 630 on ESPNU. Alabama A&M beat Texas Southern 30 to 13 and we're going to hear from the coach Haywood the coach at Texas Southern coming up in a few moments Grambling over Valley 38 to 6 and Jackson State loses in overtime the UAPB 34 to 27 I was saying during the broadcast it's almost a year to the day and Jackson State had an 11 point lead going to the fourth quarter it's almost a year to the day in which Pine Bluff came in here and they were down 16 in triple mm -hmm. overtime almost I think it was in September if I'm yeah. not mistaken so Pine Bluff uh, beating uh, Jackson State. So those are the scores from this past Saturday. We'll take a break here, and when we come back, we'll dig into Texas Southern. We'll hear from their second-year head coach, Mike Haywood. What can he expect from the Braves? What can Fred McNair expect from Texas Southern? We'll get to it after this one-minute break. This is the Braves Sports Network. The Alcorn State University School of Agriculture, Research, Extension, and Applied Sciences is a premier land-grant program that promotes excellence in the areas of teaching, research, and outreach activities delivered by cutting-edge technology to its students and the communities it serves through vibrant teaching, research, and outreach activities. The School of Areas empowers students and citizens educationally and socioeconomically to enrich the quality of life for themselves and their communities. For more information on our school and our services, visit us online at www.alcorn.edu front slash areas. Join WPRL 91.7 FM and WPRL.org for the 2017 edition of the High School Culture Show to air every Friday at 10 a.m. Hosted by Jay Miles, Gospel Music Director with Head Coaches James Harrington of the Jefferson County Tigers and Harry Brown of the Port Gibson Blue Waves. The coaches will be talking about the X's and O's of the upcoming 2017 football season. Don't miss it. All right, welcome back to the Fred McNair Radio Show. Coach, one quick question uh, came in via the text line. J.K. Mallett uh, congratulates the team on, on the victory. The sideline passes, square outs, that's what they're called. Talk about the, the purpose of those. He was just talking about the, those square outs, and he thinks they can produce more yards. The, the opportunity to get those sideline passes. Just depends on the coverage of some time, and it, it takes everything. Uh, we have those routes in, and, and sometimes the coverage, they take us to do other things, and that's the way we kind of get to it. But everybody don't play the same coverage every 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 down. 
so we have to make sure that we we call in the plays in the area that we think we're gonna get that coverage to get those. Um, and I think we do a great job at that. And um, you know, even we had one, and I think we had a maybe a low throw and one uh, to Bills there on the sideline, uh, stopping from getting a first down there. But even the one with Marquise Wolford, you know, that was the route there too. So right there in the end zone um, for that touchdown. But you know, it depends on the coverage a lot of time what it takes to throw to go to the outside like that. All right, 52 minutes after the hour. Let's get into Friday's opponent, shall we? And it is the Texas Southern Tigers. Mike Haywood, second-year head coach of TSU. They lost to Florida A&M down in uh, Florida. They lost to Houston Baptist 24-17. to They've had a couple of weeks in which they have not played. The preview game was rescheduled, so they had an off week there. So they've uh, been a little bit rested, if you will. So as you look at uh, Texas Southern, they made the long trip to Huntsville and lost 30-13 to to Alabama A&M. Got off to a shaky start, and to talk about that is their second-year head coach, Mike Haywood. They really took advantage of opportunities that were presented to them. We had four turnovers uh, in the first half, and they all resulted four turnovers in a shank punt, and they all resulted into scores in which it was 23 nothing at halftime. We have to do a better job of making sure that we're able to stop the outside run. Jay Kristoff had a broken forearm. So he broke his forearm in the game. He's going to have surgery uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday, and he's out for the year. Just talk about uh, facing the Braves uh, defensively, of course, what they did last week against Southern University and, and what you what you've seen. And, of course, last year you came here on our homecoming and it was a close ball game. So talk about what you expect from the Braves on Friday night. Uh, Southern was able to get a few runs going, but uh, both both staffs really think, or what we really think, that the defensive ends are two really good football players. Uh, they do a really nice job. The two inside backers, extremely physical and fast flow guys, and do a nice job in making plays. So that front seven is something that we're going to have to contend with. Corners do a nice job on the deep ball in good position. And one of the things that you can compliment that DB coach on, uh, when they're playing this coverage, this quarter's coverage, they really go up and try to get the ball like the ball's been thrown to them. So it's going to be a really competitive game. Uh, offensively, you know, uh, quarterback is dynamic. Running back is really good. And the wide receivers are doing a good job. And, uh, you know, they caused us some problems last year and we're going to have to make sure that we get that corrected this year. Special team-wise, they fly around. Um, That punt returner, is uh, he's a little dangerous. He's dangerous to them and dangerous for us. And the reason I say that is because ball's bouncing on the ground. He'll pick it up and take off running. You know, he can get when guys, when three, four guys are around him. So there's an opportunity for us to make it dangerous for them and hit him right when he reaches down to touch it. Or if he touches it, he's dangerous for us because he can make a man miss in a phone booth. So we really have to do a good job versus him. Uh, you know, he's returned one for the year and had one call back. But as they're setting up those wall returns, he does a nice job of getting to the wall no matter how many guys are around him. i tell you what, if you talk to Mike Haywood, he's going to talk football. I mean, you know, red zone, zone blitz, dog, this, that. I mean, he, he, he. And he remembers the game last year like it happened 
10 seconds ago. Everything that happened, there were three or four plays in that game. And we were fortunate, Coach, to, to beat Texas Southern here in our homecoming. It was 23-20, to 20, I believe. So you talked about Jay Kristoff. Jay Kristoff was the quarterback going into this season. Broke his forearm. He's out for the year, as he mentioned. So Dominique DeLira, the 6'1 junior from Lake Travis, Texas, who was 10 of 18 for 117 yards, will get the start for Texas Southern. So you look at this TSU team, offense, defense, what do you expect? I guess it's a physical team, uh, Charles. I think that, you know, what he does on offense and uh, with his power game, with his counter action and stuff like that. Uh, with Kristoff, he, he, he ran him a lot. Uh, but I don't know what he's going to bring with this new guy that's coming in, which he played some. Uh, he's a junior. and um, But, you know, um, offensive-wise, they're they going to pound the ball, Charles. And they, they got to nip the receiver out there too, Charles. So we have to be prepared for – for everything that they got. So, um, and um, in the course of the defense, you know, they're they going to be physical and they're going to be tough. You know, that's Coach Haywood brand of football. It's a physical game. You know, he's been around some of the – he's been up under some of the best coaches I've probably heard of, the Lou Holt, the Mac Brown, the Nick Sabres, and the Charlie Rice, and all those guys. He's been under the hammer of them too. So, he knows football and uh, he understands it. Um, and he knows how to get the things to, to kind of screw you up on offense as well. So, we're looking for a hard physical ball game out of those guys. And like I said, we're going to win a football game, Charles, and, and that's what we intend to do. If you look at Texas Southern, you know, a team I think right on the fringe, you know, you talk about the teams in the West, Grambling, Prairie View, Southern. I mean, Texas Southern right there in the middle to make a move up to challenge those teams, and, and they're definitely trying to, trying to do that. How tricky is it when you're going to be looking at a quarterback that you don't know much of in Delira. Just one game of film, of course, the game on Saturday against Alabama A&M. You know, that's the biggest thing, and it's strange to say that, Charles, because I listened to Coach Thomas in the uh, meeting room, team meeting a while ago, and, and telling the guys we've got to look look up on YouTube or, or Twitter and try to find some kind of information on this guy because a lot of time, you know, it's not, you don't have a lot of film on him. And so we have to try to find some niche uh, of some kind of some film on him or the things that he done in high school or – or wherever it may be, to kind of figure out who we're playing against right there. Uh, coach Hay was a defensive-minded coach. So when you look at their defense, I mean, they lost 24-17 to Houston Baptist. They give up 30 against Alabama A&M. But like you talked about, it, a lot of that was in the first half, and they turned it over. and They took a lot of steam and momentum. They moved the football, but they hurt themselves, self-inflicted mistakes. So when you look at their defense, what, what worries you there? Well, the biggest thing is they do a lot of things on defense, Charles, and they, they – Coverage-wise, front-wise, and, and, you know, based out of a 3-4, you know, they, they do several things to get to a four down. Um, so we really have to just really have our eyes up as offensive linemen to, to make sure that we get in the proper calls up front to, to protect or either to run block for, for our running backs. But, you know, defensive-wise, they do a lot of things. Uh, schematically, you know, they – they all they all over the place. You know, it's kind of confusing when you when you look at it until you just really figure out that one key that's going to give you what they're really doing at that certain time. Well, we have less than a minute left, Coach. How big is it? You know, winning streak starts with the first one. We got that. Now you try to get a two-game winning streak going. How big is it to go down to Houston where we have a lot of alums and supporters to get that second win in a row? It is always big, Charles, especially to get that first one under your belt, Charles, especially against a good team like Southern. And now you, you go on the road to play a good foot, physical football team as uh, Texas Southern is, you know, just to get two wins in a row. That'll be that'll be phenomenal. It'll be a good thing for our team, our morale of our team uh, to get to where we think we're going to be, you know, in the hunt to, to get back to where we need to go um, in Atlanta. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. I appreciate you, Charles.
That's head coach Fred McNair. We'll talk to you next Monday night, kickoff at 8 o'clock on Friday. I'm Charles Edmond. So long. That's better. So listen up, moms and dads.